A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello. <laughs> Hello, babies. Hello, babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. Thank you for listening. My name's Emily. I'm Lisa. Um, what's going on with you guys? Long pause listening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, wow. Did you ever watch Blue's Clues? We no. were a little old what? for it. No. But, um, <laughs> I kind of started watching it ironically when I was like 14 or something. <laughs> uh, but they do that where they talk to the audience and then wait for an answer. Weird. Like they talk to the kids and they're like, I don't see it. Where is it? And then they wait for the they wait for you to shout it out. And then they'll have like kid voices that like sound like they're coming from somewhere else that are like, look behind you. So oh. that in case you didn't guess it. Those it seems kids bad to you. train people to talk to their televisions. I mean, I think you grow out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I still talk at my television. But at least it's like it's not it's not training them to be passive when they yeah. watch it. When we know. were watching the Oscars, I was screaming at the TV the whole time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anne Hathaway, no. God, I've been talking about the Anne Hathaway thing a lot. People are like, people are too hard on Anne Hathaway. And I'm like, no, she sucks. I'm like, no, she's super, super talented. I will defend her Yeah, talent she's a great actress. She's, she's amazing just... in movies. She just seems like the worst to hang out with in person. Yeah, that's all that it is. People are trying to make it like a feminist issue, like we're pitting women against each other. No, it's no. just she's annoying. We have no problem with, um, uh, what's her name in Silver Linings Playbook? Well, yeah, that's what they're saying is like, why do we have to tear Anne Hathaway down to build Jennifer Lawrence up? And it's like, no, she said it came true when she accepted her Oscar. Yeah. Everyone in the room groaned. That was so irritating. Ugh. Every time the camera's on her, she's like, Google. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't even have an opinion about her until the Golden Globes when oh, yeah. she goes, blurg. <laughs> Thank you, Tina Fey, for that word. And as someone who loves 30 Rock, I want to be like, fuck you, man. That word is not for when a beautiful woman wins an award. <laughs> You know, it's for like when a forty-year-old woman is like frazzled, yeah. you know, and is like. You Although know, Tina Fey out. is arguably also, she gorgeous, is, but, but like in that show, it's not like she's like winning Oscars wearing right. a gown, right? You know, that's not. It's <laughs> not what that word is. That's our word. <laughs> Blurg. I'm the best at something yeah. in the whole world. <laughs> Oops. And also the fact that she said it, like she's like, oh God, I don't even know what to say, and it was so rehearsed. Yeah, she'd been talking so to the mirror re- all yeah, day. It's so rehearsed. Yeah, she's uh, a walking humble. <laughs> yeah, she's just like the most annoying theater girl at your high school. Um, she needs to get some to, poise. So, speaking of, it's a little topical. Yeah, but. it's a little topical. I guess not really. I um, <laughs> I won't go too much into this, but I <laughs> had an audition today. I've been going on more auditions lately, which is like I'm not an actor and I don't really want to. Is be, it but the it's worst? Kind of like auditions are the worst thing. Yeah. that you can put yourself through. I, I used to do acting and I quit basically because I hated the audition process so much and I could not handle you it. You were an actor and a model. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a model first and then and then a decade later I got into acting. Yeah, I mean, 
I had I had I've had two auditions this week, which is like a a lot for me. Um, and I had I had one on Wednesday morning that I didn't know about until Tuesday night. And Tuesday night I went to an alumni event thrown by my high school oh. that had an open bar. So you got wasted. I got so wasted because it was so awkward because I went to the nerdiest high school ever, and there were like twenty people there, and it was like this giant room, and I was just like pounding <laughs> these like mango margaritas that they made. And oh, so why did you go? By, like I went because one of my friends who lives in New York who I never see was like you guys do you want to go to this with us she emailed like three of us and we were all like Ugh, I'll go if you go and then she yeah. didn't go <laughs> Ugh, it, was, it was at Foursquare headquarters which is like really fancy and stuff I mean so it was free food and did free you drinks. check in <laughs> no, I do not use Foursquare. The mayor of Foursquare headquarters. I get this like Tourette'sy thing when I'm around people with a lot of money too. Like everyone who went to my high school is like rich from the internet now. Oh, um, interesting. And like you know the guy who like works at Foursquare. Um, and uh, I just like I was looking at this room. They have like this giant like rec room at Foursquare with a stage and stuff. And I was just like in my head thinking like, oh, I bet I could probably talk him into like hosting a monthly comedy show here and kicking the comics a little bit, a little yeah. bit of cash. Like it would, it would be awesome. But because I was drunk and when I get around people with a lot of money, I just like <laughs> can't handle myself. I, I feel like it probably, I tried to pitch to him and I was like, you should give me $300. <laughs> um, anyway, so I got wasted at this thing. And then on my way home at like 1030, I'm like wasted. I get an email being like, can you come in for this audition tomorrow at 9 a.m.? <laughs> and and oh, if I had been able to sleep it off, I would have been fine. But I so I had to get up at like seven fifteen, which is earlier than I wake up by like four hours. Yeah, um, it was brutal. But I, I booked it. Yeah, <laughs> blurg, you booked it. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like being hungover at like nine a.m. with actors—that's the, the same worst feeling. Like, oh God, get away from me. I shouldn't be me. Anyway, I, I auditioned. I booked the role of unattractive girl. And no, <laughs> yeah. no, that's not the character's name, but it's in the description. <gasps> and then today I went on an audition for um, a role <laughs> where that's like um, a really fat person. Ugh. Like and and like, which is you know, I am TV fat, I guess, but not so fat that like. Uh, like, there are things in the script. I don't know if they're going to change it or what, but there are things where it's like, oh, like. They they just talk about how crazy it'll be for that guy to have sex with me or something in it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me optimistically casting myself already. Um, oh, that's so absurd. That's the weirdest thing. So, like, this week I've gone out for unattractive girl and girl so fat it's a joke that people would fuck her. Wow. How does that make you feel? Really good. Yeah. I can't believe I'm getting auditions. No, um, it's it feels like not what I came here to do, but mm -hmm. it's I'm also really broke. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Um, that's I wanted to talk about. Sorry, I'm kind of steamrolling this intro. I wanted to talk about what happened on Jimmy Fallon last week. Oh yeah, which was that Molly Shannon from SNL went on Jimmy Fallon, and I want. I, I think I want to just play the clip first, and then. We can talk about what what's happening in it. Yeah, let's hear it. It came from when I was little. My friend Ann Rampton and I would go to stores, and I used to love when the checkout ladies, if they were really calm and like really feminine, like let me just get a check on that, and they type it up. I it would put me in the most relaxed state. <laughs> like, like a trance. Like, and I'd be like, "Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me." I would just get like in a trance watching them, and then like if they had long nails, like hold on, let me just type that code in. <laughs> you really take their time with it? Okay, but yeah, that's that's it. 
Um, so she totally has. So she the has head ASMR. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I. She's got ass murmurs. Yeah. Anne McLaughlin sent that to me on on Twitter. Um, and apparently, like, it's all over the ASMR Reddit too. People are posting about it. Um, <laughs> so she knows by now. People have she, contacted I, I her. I wonder about if it. someone has been able to get in touch with her. I'm trying to get in touch with her about it. But like, isn't that amazing? Yeah. She's ha- she is describing having an ASMR experience, and she clearly doesn't know what it is but mm-hmm. now we're at a point and and the the part of the story that you didn't hear is that like they were talking about how she used to play this game with other people at SNL where she would uh, go into their office and pretend to buy stuff <laughs> and she was basically like trick and she would like the game was that they weren't allowed to laugh they just had to like talk to her about it and it's what? like she was like tricking people into triggering her the whole time she was at SNL and other people just went along with it. They're like, yeah. this is a thing she like, likes. This is a fun game. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like when you're deliriously tired like you are at SNL. Isn't that interesting? I thought I w- I've like been losing my mind about it. Wow. I, I love uh, it when people trick other people into fulfilling their fetishes or... Sounds like you have an anecdote about this. <laughs> well, I, I know uh, one of my friends, a uh, guy, like, came up to her and was like, can I photograph you? And then he was photographing her feet a whole lot. Oh, And man. it just became more and more obvious that he had a foot fetish. Um, I don't know why she said yes in the first place. Like, yes, you can photograph me. She's oh, just being man. nice. But, um, yeah. Well, and if he was probably like, oh, can I photograph you for this fashion magazine? Right. Like, I was like, is this yeah, a- street, street style? <laughs> yeah. I, me and my friend used to do that. I <laughs> talk to boys <laughs> in high school. Me and my friend Chelsea at at alter, at at Ape at the Alternative Press Expo. We would go up to people, and be like, "Hey, can we take a picture of you for an article we're writing about fashion?" <laughs> You're a fashion do, yeah. <laughs> and then we and then just nothing came of it. And then I just had all these pictures of dudes. It was really creepy. Weird. Yeah, it was creepy. Um, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fashion, we've been talking about swimsuit. <laughs> I'm getting really good at these segues. Yeah, that was really smooth. Um, well, I, I um, had this like dog print that I did, and then we were talking about how you wanted like, like different clothing made out of this dog print. Yeah, and you were like, you can make a three-piece suit or a bathing suit, and I was like, or a three-piece bathing suit. And I was like, yes, a swimsuit <laughs> Which vest. Is just, yeah, it's just a bikini top, a bikini bottom, and a bikini vest. <laughs> And then what was your five-piece Five-piece is that plus a cape and one glove. <laughs> All made out of swimsuit material. Did You You said you thought of some. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about illustrating it. But, I really um, want you to. I also thought of a 13-piece bathing suit, which is just <laughs> a one-piece bathing suit and then 12-piece chicken McNuggets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I pretty much have to draw that at some point. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to think of one that would, you know, how they have different bathing suits that are like, this one is to distract from your large hip area. Oh, yeah. Like, but then it just has like a prosthetic butt like <laughs> else, elsewhere on your body to create the illusion of large hips elsewhere. It would just be <laughs> a completely misdirected attempt at yeah, making your body look better. Just turn my boobs into my butt somehow. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've been thinking about that? Like ways to make that happen. <laughs> to turn your I haven't into gotten anywhere with my line of thinking, but I just <laughs> sometimes I'm like, man, if this was my butt, I'd have a great looking butt. <laughs> I um, or no, it's more like if your if your boobs looked like your butt. Yeah, man. Oh man. Oh man. I um. <laughs> you remember science? When, get on it. Do you remember when those pictures leaked of Scarlett Johansson where she took a pi- naked picture oh, of yeah. herself and her butt's kind of showing? Yeah. I took that same picture of myself, but then I superimposed her boobs over my butt because her <laughs> boobs look just like a butt. Um, Nipples exposed or no? No, no, they were in a in a dress. But it was it was a great thing that I did once. (laughs) That's the name of a book, probably right? A thing that I did. 
Um, what else do we want to talk about before we get into our recurring segments that we didn't prepare for? Oh, God, we didn't do the ask questions. Hey, well, we are going to do it. Yeah? Yeah, we're, we're going gonna, to. We're going to improv this. Okay, do you want to just do it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's this called again? Ask, ask me, me, ask you. you. Is that a name of something else somewhere else? I don't know. This is our new segment where we ask each other one question each. Um, okay, Lisa. What's the creepiest thing you've done uh, to get a boy to notice you? I, um, okay, here's something that I tried to do, but then I never actually went through with it. I uh, carved 35 lobsters out of soap bars, <laughs> and I was going to leave a different one on this guy's doorstep every day for like a month. Was he like really into lobsters? Uh, or was, were you no, in prison? I like was, what? <laughs> I don't know. I was really into lobsters. They were sort of my like thing for a while. I was really young, and mm-hmm. um, he used to like leave stuff on my doorstep once in a while. But it wasn't. He wasn't even romantically interested. I he was think just, he was. Well, if he was, he never did anything about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was gonna do that, and then I chickened out. God, thank God. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, and very creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now you ask me a question. Um. Okay. Uh, what's the worst shit you've ever taken? <laughs> I thought <laughs> um, uh, anytime it doesn't come out all the way. <laughs> Just you know, that's kind of the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either you give up and then just get it all over yourself, or you just have to sit there struggling. I am so glad I asked. I wonder, we've been getting a lot of comments recently that people are getting so grossed out they have to turn the podcast off. I thought it was because of our zit discussion, but I wonder if it's the poop talk. Uh, I don't know. We might be attracting the wrong kind of attention. Did you like how I did like a very classy sip of wine? Yeah, we're both both sipping white wine wine right now. (laughs) Just if that helps here. We're wearing robes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but full three-piece suits underneath the robes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's time for Wiki of the Week. Yes. People think you guys are too gross? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our regular listeners. It's not, no one who, although we did get our first negative comment recently. I don't don't consider people saying it's too gross and they had to turn it off a negative comment. No, I don't either. Um, Because those are all from people who are coming back. But we did get our first, uh, we had a. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, did we talk about it? Yeah, we mentioned it. (laughs) Hilarious. Let's stop paying attention to her. No. She doesn't deserve it. I'm I'm focusing all my attention on her for the rest of my life. <laughs> In 20 years, she's going to be like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'll be like, no, you said a bad thing about me one time. On my Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> on my fan page. Mm. All right. Are we ready for Wiki of the Week? Yeah. Our Wiki of the Week is Spite House. Oh, yeah. Um, this is one that I found and thought was funny. Um, a spite house is a building constructed or modified to irritate neighbors or other parties with land stakes. Spite houses often serve as obstructions, blocking out light or access to neighboring buildings, or as flamboyant symbols of defiance. So it's like if your land gets sort of cut into a really small piece, you build a house there just because. Yeah, that's that's one uh, circumstance. Um, it says spite houses are much rarer than spite fences. Um, and then it explains that that's because building a fence is easier than building a building. Which, <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Yeah. It's uh, very didactic, but um, thank you. Um, yeah, most of them 
a, a surprising amount of them are like there were two brothers and one of them was supposed to inherit their father's land and but then the other one did and then the other one came home and built a spite house directly across the street <laughs> from yeah, the inherited just to house like, to bother them or like they get like a part of the land that doesn't have room for a house and they just build a really skinny one just to be like fuck you yeah most of the spite houses are like really tiny like they'll be like three meters wide but then, like, yeah. 10 stories tall. I mean, regardless of the fascinating psychological aspects, I just like houses that are, like, really weird looking. Yeah. Like, really skinny or really, like... Yeah, that's part of it. I just like strange structures that people actually live in. But then a lot of these people didn't even live in, and they were sort of destroyed. And um, I just love the idea of being so angry and spiteful that you're going to build an entire house. Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think, you know, at some point in building it, you'd just be like, ugh, I just need to get over this and move away. No, you and go build through a real with house. the building of a whole house. It's all men that did this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, well, a lot of this is happening before women were allowed to do stuff. That's so. true. Do you think, yeah. In 18, I mean, I, I think a woman would build a spite house, yeah. given the opportunity. That's true. Have you ever seen that movie, She-Devil? I feel like she <laughs> would do that in that movie. Yeah. In 1830, John Hollinsbury's home in Alexandria, Virginia, was one of two homes directly bordering an alleyway, which received an annoying amount of horse-drawn wagon traffic and loiterers. <laughs> to prevent people from using the alleyway, Hollinsbury constructed a seven-foot-wide, 25-foot-deep, 325-square-foot, two-story home using the existing brick walls of the adjacent homes for the sides of the new home. The brick walls of the Hollinsbury Spite House living room have gauges from wagon wheel hubs and the house is still standing and occupied and they have wow. a picture of it. That's um, cute. Yeah. Uh, or no, that's a different <laughs> one. But yeah. Anyway, I like this one. I like it too. Yeah. Not I'm, a whole lot to say about it. Yeah. I like when people are uh, old timey and mean. Me too. <laughs> oh, uh, in <laughs> there is one built that was called the pig house um, because he painted it pink and adorned it with various pig apparel, including a nose and tail. Oh, man. Just just because he had his application to make his house double story denied. Oh, so he just he just painted his whole house pink and made it look like a pig. That's an interesting thing about like living in a neighborhood where neighbors have like make you do stuff to your house. Yeah. I like when people fuck with that. Um, I read an article recently about a couple who, this isn't a spite house, but they just made their house out of shipping containers, and they live in Brooklyn, which is amazing to me. They they had a plot of land, and they couldn't afford to build an actual house, so they oh. just made it out of containers. Wait, one of these is in Alameda. This yeah. is where I'm from. Yeah. There's one in Alameda, California, where I'm from. Um, Have you ever seen it? I think I have. You're like, what's that tiny yeah, little angry-looking totally house over there? Um, it's in... At the turn of the 20th century, the city of Alameda, California, took a large portion of Charles Froling's land to build a street. Froling had planned to build his dream house on the plot of land he received through inheritance. Despite the city and an unsympathetic neighbor, Froling built a house 10 feet deep, 54 feet long, and 20 feet high on the tiny strip of land left to him. The Alameda Spite House is still standing and occupied. I've totally seen this house. That's amazing. There's also in Alameda a small street that it's been renovated now, so you can't really tell. But apparently during the I mean, and this could be an urban legend, too. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently during there used to be a naval base in Alameda. And during World War One, they employed a bunch of like little people on the base to like climb into small things, I guess. Little people like children or like like midgets. Like little people. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say children. <laughs> if it was children. Oh, it's yeah. not the PC term for kids. Sorry, I just forced you to say midget. <laughs> yeah, it's God, okay. I'm the worst. Uh, everyone knows that you did that, though, so it's okay. Yep. Um, and they built a whole street of, like, houses with smaller proportions for the people in the Navy who... And then, and it's Aww. a, it's like a small side street. I spent forever trying to find it, and I finally did. And then now it's like you can't really tell anymore. They're just like kind of small houses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, is that is that it? Does that conclude? Yes, that concludes Wiki of the Week. Our first guest uh, today. We're excited to have him. This is actually our first guest of this type. I think. On Ooh. the show, right? Mm-hmm. First guest who wasn't a comedian, comedian or, cartoonist. or cartoonist or musician. Yeah. Right? Maybe. He's a journalist, writer, reporter, mm-hmm. editor. Um, yeah. Please welcome Michael Zelenko. Yay. Thanks for Hi. coming. Yeah. Hi thanks guys. for being on. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to talk to you about a lot of things. Um, but you recently wrote an article for Bullet. For Bullet. Um, about... Freaking? Yeah, not that kind of freaking. <laughs> yeah. We all know what you were thinking of. Like, yeah. not the middle school. When is someone going to write Definitely an expose not. about freaking freak dancing in middle school? Actually, the, the like, title of the article is supposed to be Freak Nasty. And the editor, <laughs> the editor totally rejected it. He's like, well, no. And w- wait, what did it end up being called? It was like the history M of... For, M for Millie. Oh, that's what it was called? Yeah. M for Millie? Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> not as good. Boring. Not as catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know really where to start with this. It's You wrote a long, uh, like an article about the history of phone hacking, which yeah. is called freaking with a PH. Exactly. Pretty hot and reeking. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not what it stands for, but if you like, I think it does. That's totally um, so I don't know. Tell us about it. Well... Is that well, a good question? <laughs> yeah, all right. I can tell you about it. Have yeah. you ever hacked somebody's phone? I've never hacked anybody's phone. Um, the way I found out about it was some guy told me I was on like a trip to the river in California one day. And I met a guy and he was like, oh, yeah, I used to do this thing where I'd whistle into a phone and you could like make free phone calls. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that sounds like a person you would meet on a river in right? California. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were super high. So like, I didn't believe him. And then uh, anyways, when it came time to write an article, I was like, well, this is a subject I've never really explored. So I started doing research and it's like a very real thing. Yeah. Well, I read an article in Rolling Stone about it a while ago because right. it was like the one issue of Rolling Stone we had in the bathroom at my old office. Right. <laughs> so I read the article a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty interesting subject. I mean. Um, so I the think. idea is that like because our, you know, our phone lines use like touch, like they use tones, yeah. like different tones to signify different numbers. Mm. There's like a bunch of. Stuff that's going on with the sound that you can manipulate. I mean, it, it used to. It used to. It yeah, doesn't. You can't anymore. even do that anymore. I mean, uh, now now we talk <laughs> about like phone hacking. That's very different than freaking. Freaking was just by tones, and it was a very kind of like analog. It was a really system. specific analog system. So you yeah. could whistle the correct tones into a phone to get the number called, or right. You could whistle and click. So um, wow. you do. Some people who are actually really good at whistling, they wouldn't need any kind of tools. They just simply whistle into the receiver, and then they can make phone calls to anywhere. Um, if you had, like, perfect pitch. If you had perfect yeah. pitch. Um, and funny enough, a lot of the pe- a lot of the kids who started doing this, and this is like, in the 50s, 60s, they were blind, and they were called the blind boys, and um, which kind of makes a lot of sense if you think about it. I mean, Yeah, because yeah, they hear stuff we don't. 
well, kind of. Do they right? hear stuff? Maybe that sense well, is more developed. No, your your sense of hearing is right. way heightened when you're right. blind. Yeah. yeah, right. So, um, it goes back to kind of the mid to late fifties, and then it blew up in the 60s and 70s and became like a real commercial thing. So it started getting like press and stuff. Right. You got a lot of press. Um, and then people started making money off of it because you could make these little boxes that you could use to hack pay phones. So huh. Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were like big phone freakers in their age. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And they they made, they're called blue boxes and they would make these boxes before they even started Apple. So they were phone freakers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was what we think of now as phone hacking, which is like a lot more rampant. Is just more of like hacking, computer hacking, like computer hacking. Yeah, yeah. like the whole thing with the that girl in England whose phone right. got tapped by the that by the newspaper. newspaper. Yeah, uh-huh. um, totally. Well, yeah the the article that I read about it, and I read your article too. Like talked about the just the way that you use the sound to. Like, it's still, like, kind of not totally clear to me how it works. Right. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's really complicated. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to know. I understand it 100%. But pretty much what you do is the phone the phone system used to do this and doesn't do this anymore, but it would have a single tone. And when the tone would be disrupted, either by you picking up the phone or ringing your phone, it would send signal to the system. And then depending on what you put into you signal the phone, um, you can make a phone call. So you'd just be recreating a tone. Yeah. And so it would the tone would also determine like whether or not you got charged for it. Right. So you'd be making like so all these kids are making like tons of free phone calls. Yeah. And that's why it kind of became lucrative. And I mean th- really the interesting part about it was like this is these are kinda like if you want to think about nerds or hackers <laughs> or geeks, I mean they didn't this is kind of the mind blowing part of the article writing it was that Geeks didn't really exist in the same way we know them now without a network to hack. You know, hackers didn't oh, exist yeah. before there was something to hack. They didn't have the internet yet. Right. This yeah. was what they were hacking. And the phone system <laughs> was really like the first global system to hack. Oh, that's oh. a really interesting way of putting it. Right. So this is like the birth of nerds. <laughs> Man, what did hackers do like 200 years ago? <laughs> I think they were they like doing? inventors. I think they were like think super they just, lonely. They, they were just, literally they hacking they pieces died. of wood apart <laughs> <laughs> with an axe. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh man, that's yeah. that's and so and they would also like find ways to talk to each other, right? Like Yeah, they, they would, would like call each other. They would have like little chat rooms, these like analog chat rooms where they'd all call into the same it's kind of like a conference call, but like before conference calls existed, and they would just like talk. And there were all these like nerds who didn't have any other friends. So for them, it was like a real like finding a community. I thought um, you were going to say finding Nemo. And I was like, <laughs> for them, what? it was a real finding Nemo experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys get that? Yeah, I got yeah, it. I totally like, know what you mean. Like the, one of them's the Ellen DeGeneres character. Yeah. And then, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, but doing the research was like pretty interesting. I ended up going to. A lot of these societies still exist, and uh, I went to, like, a meeting downtown. With, like, really? Yeah, with phone hackers. Uh, there's, like, new guys. Well, these guys are kind of, like, more on computer. They're, like, yeah. phone hackers and just regular hackers, and they were, like, real bullies. Really? really? Oh, it was awful. Oh, One of them, man. like, stole my notepad. What? They were, wow. like, teasing me. Dude, this yeah. just goes to show my theory. Yeah. Nerds are assholes, yeah. man. I felt how, very bullied. Um, how old were they generally? Like, were there old ones and young ones, or were they all yeah. kind of the same age? No, they were all different types. And they were all assholes? I'm surprised they let you in. How did you find out about it? Well, it took place, like, in 
the lobby of a bank. It was very Whoa. lame. How did you? And were they pretending like they were all going to? Yeah, I don't know. It was like a food court area in the lobby of a bank. And I was, it was a Friday night. It was 8 p.m. on a Friday night <laughs> wow. on the food court lobby of a bank. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what are you people doing here? And uh, they were just like very like snotty to me and being like. Uh, did you tell them that you were like a journalist yeah, just and studying like, them? And- yeah. And they were like criticizing me being like, you know, don't let that notepad show. Like you look like a real amateur out there. What? I was like, I was like, geez, guys, like really rough. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that was the thing too about the guy. Um, what was his name? Crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Crunch. <laughs> Isn't that was his name? What's he? He was one of the, like the big freakers of like the seventies, right? Yeah. And uh, whenever like someone would be writing an article about it, he would like call them up and be like, "You need to talk to me. Yeah. I'm the guy." Yeah, it's like a huge <laughs> ego thing, you know. I mean, like these people can control us. I mean, Captain Crunch. I talked to him, and he told me he's like, I could have shut down the entire United States if I wanted to. It's like it's like this whole power trip. That's yeah. what it is with all hackers. They're all just on a power trip. Yeah. Like, oh, I could do all this shit. I could destroy yeah. you. Yeah. Nerds, read- are, nerds are assholes. What's wrong with them? <laughs> like, what happened to them to make them do that? Who hurt you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the article that I read in the like the Rolling Stone article yeah. and your article touched on this too. The whole idea of swatting people. Dude, that was, this part is really crazy. Yeah, because, this is uh, like the craziest thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the newest incarnation is that you uh, fake emergencies, usually like shootings, and you have you you. You can pretend you're pretend calling you're, from anywhere. Right. Oh. And then you call the SWAT team onto a location. So what happened, um, one of the guys I talked to, he's been SWATed repeatedly. Um, and they SWATed a house that the SWATters thought that he lived at, but he didn't anymore. Oh, my God. And uh, so like, there was a mom and her son there. Oh, my God. So what they do is, like, you can basically, pr- like, if I wanted to SWAT you, Lisa, I would. No. <laughs> I, would, I would call 911 from your number. Right. Like, right, right. And then be like, there's a murder at my house, and then just send them to your house. Yeah. Right. And Why? Just to, like, fuck just with Just me? to, to I mean, a lot of as, like, like, an intimidation yeah. tactic. Yeah. To, like, get what you want. And one of the, go- like, the guy in the article, in the Rolling Stone article, who was, like, also blind, and that's how he learned how to do it. Yeah. He would threaten people with SWATs in exchange for phone sex. <gasps> like, he would force women to have phone sex with him. Isn't that crazy? It was phone like sex. phone like, is rape. Is phone sex that great? I mean, I think if you are, if you don't have access to like women, I mean, yeah. it's it's also, it's like if it doesn't, if it's no sweat off your back to SWAT someone. And it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ruthless and like you don't get caught. It's so crazy. And um, I was actually like one of the guys I talked to, like the people who swatted him, he knows who they are. And he told me who they are. Uh-huh. And uh, so I know who they are. But Who I am like terrified. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I like can't, can't do that. anything about it. Yeah. Has there been like blowback from the article? Yeah. No. For you? No. I mean, it's like my article really focuses on the history of it, but um, I would love to do kind of like take these guys down, but it's like it's yeah. Do you mention in the terrifying. article that they're jerks? In way, <laughs> like... Oh, the nerds? No. Yeah. yeah. No. no. Well, that's like that's the other thing. There's like you're afraid of them. I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm so scared. <laughs> 
<laughs> come at me, nerds. I don't care. No, no not me, though. <laughs> don't oh, come at Michael. Only Take come at Emily. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What if they force me to have phone sex with them? I'm going to do such bad phone sex on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'm going to, like, get you in the zone and then pretend like I'm using a hacksaw on your nuts. <laughs> and then you'll be really not having fun. And they'll swat you and then Oh, and then they'll swat me. Damn it. I forgot yeah. what the whole implied threat thing was. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the premise of this conversation. But then can't you just call 911 and be like, hey, I'm being you know, swatted. No, but you can't do guys. anything. So here's here's what happened. So this like this mother and daughter, mother and son got swatted. The mother was out working. She works at a bar. The police showed up and they, you know, they show up with all their guns, like ready to shoot somebody. They see like a shadow up in the second story window. It's the kid. And meanwhile, the guy who's supposed to get swatted, he's listening on the phone line. So he's calling the cops. Like he knows he's about to be swatted, so he decides to listen in just to see what happened. Well, he knows that they're swatting the wrong wrong place, so he's calling the cops and telling them to call off the SWAT. And they, like, once they start their protocol, they can't stop. Yeah. Oh. So um, luckily, so they saw the kid. They were going to shoot the kid. (gasps) Oh no! He's like a seven-year-old kid. And oh my um, god! At the last moment, they ran the water bill. And they realized that it was the wrong per- it was the wrong house. Holy shit! But yeah, very dangerous. Very dangerous. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's loco out there. So, like, this all started after, like you said, after World War II, like when they stopped using operators for stuff and they started going to this like automated. Right. Yeah. Tonal I mean, system. before then, you could there was a different form of hacking, um, which is more just like conning people, and that still happens. Where you just pretend like you're. Yeah. Or you call the phone company and you like lie about something. I mean, that happens in phone. That happens like some catch me if everything. you can type shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been watching. Have you? Do you watch the Americans at all? Oh, you're Russian too. Oh boy. Um, have you watched <laughs> the Americans? No, I don't watch that. Oh, it's really good. Is it good? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's about. I, think I just wrote an article about today about how it wasn't that good. Oh really? Who wrote it? I'm I gonna get them swatted. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's it about? It's about. Uh, KGB spies embedded in America in the 80s. Oh, boy. In the 80s? Yeah. Okay. And um, (laughs) they wear Jordashes in the show a lot. It's pretty fun. That's (laughs) brief. But, yeah, they do a bunch of kind of shit where they, like, put on a wig and show up and, like, hello, I'm with this so-and-so department. I need to look at your something or other. And it's just very, it's like espionage and, like, cool shit. That sounds good. Yeah. It's, It's fun. And then there's a lot of sex in it, too. Oh, Oh, you should really? watch it. I think you'd like it. <laughs> is there phone yeah. sex in it? Uh, <laughs> wait, is there phone sex in it? No, there's no phone sex in it. Oh, but there's a lot of that. like weird like she'll they'll like go and like have sex with people and then be like, Ugh, I would love to just like have more sex with you, but I have to do this weird work thing. I don't know if you want to <laughs> talk about it. And then they like pump people for information. It's really oh. ridiculous. Uh. They're both like hot. <laughs> yeah, it's Felicity, right? It's Felicity. Yeah, it's it's oh. Carrie Russell. Um, and then who's the guy? Her husband is like this Welsh guy who I've never seen in anything else. And it's like I keep going back and forth with him. Like some scenes I'm like ugh, and then other scenes I'm like yeah. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of hot guys on that show. Okay, I want to yeah, see it. I'm pretty into it. <laughs> Sold. Anyway, um, wait. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about. I don't Please. have any. Do you have any more questions about uh, phone hacking? Uh, I'm sure I will at some point. Yeah, if right you now. think of it, we, yeah. we can go back to it. The other thing that I want to, you're <clears throat> also writing about Bitcoins right yeah. now. Bitcoins. Um, tell us about that because that's like a really interesting. Yeah. Well, so Bitcoins are a digital currency that was launched in 2009. Um, it kind of works. It's virtual money. It's virtual money. Who invented it or who launched it? Um, 
This guy Satoshi Nakamoto is like. Uh, how long did it take you to learn how to say that? <laughs> well, here's the I'm thing: impressed. it's like nobody knows who he is. Yeah. He nobody has been able to track him down. People don't think it's actually him. People think it's either a group of people or um, a Finnish cryptologist or a British cryptologist. Nobody can track him down. He's like know. a very mysterious personality. And uh, it's kind of I don't know. Um, Going into the writing of the article, I thought it was real bullshit. I thought it was kind of like <laughs> a, just like a fad. But um, I really think it's. Are there people who are actually off. like using it as? How did like how do you acquire <clears throat> it? Where that, is it dude, valuable? It is so complicated. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the way you create it is you. Is mine that how it? you start the the article? It's oh like, man, dude. this is about to be hella complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. Strap in. <laughs> That's the title. The title is "Dude, This Is So Complicated." <laughs> That's like a more broy Meryl Streep movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. The, yeah. Anyways, um, so. Um, yeah, you create it by running a program. Oh, my God, this is crazy. So you, you run a, a computer program that actually solves a puzzle. It's constantly solving a puzzle. Once you solve the puzzle, you run, enter a lottery to win a coin. Um, but this is happening repeatedly, 24 hours a day, all the time. So if you buy a computer that costs like $45,000, you buy a specific computer for this, and nice. you mine these coins, and you can make like eight coins or nine coins a day. The coins are now selling for like $35 a piece. Wow. So I talked to a guy who bought 40, 000, a $40,000 machine. He made his money back within five months, which is like really insane. What? What do you spend the Bitcoins on? Well, you know, there are like about, I think there's like two or 3,000 companies that accept Bitcoins. I mean, WordPress started accepting them. Whoa. Yeah, so it's like becoming a lot more legitimate in the last, I'd say, six to eight months. But um just in the two months that I've been... <laughs> this sounds like if all of a sudden, like, you could use Beanie Babies to buy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. people, like, go crazy for it right away. Right. I just felt this sudden um, intense terror yeah. <laughs> at the idea of Bitcoins. And I don't know where it's coming from. It's, like, this technology that I, I do not grasp or understand. Just the dissolution of American currency? I mean, that's I, a little terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But also just maybe, like, this will be something that's uh, understandable by people 20 years younger than me. Mm. Yeah. And that they'll start using it. You'll be I, poor. I will be poor. I won't understand it, and I won't yeah. be in on it. You're going to be poor it's... because you're old. Yeah. Oh man. Poor yeah, and, and I'm I'm not <laughs> caught up nightmare. to the technology, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's pretty. Jeez Louise. It's pretty bleak. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But anyways, in the two months that I've been researching it, it's like doubled. It's more than doubled in value. So like people are making. Oh. A lot of money on it. So wait, who so else much accepts money on it? it? WordPress. Anyone else? Um. Yeah, like they have their own like online company. They have like their own online eBay and they have their own Amazon. I mean, it's all online, but they have their own Amazon. There's a couple of restaurants that accepted it in Manhattan. They stopped um, a wow. couple of years ago. Why did they like, stop? It's like a headache. And the, pre- <laughs> the prices fluctuate a, a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like one day it'll be worth like 10 bucks and tomorrow it'll be worth 12 bucks. So, <laughs> so it's you're like, like, what's the market price on salmon in bitcoins? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, so. ah, I don't want to do this much math. <laughs> It's $100. Yeah. Wow. So it's, uh, it could be the future. I mean, I, ta- I was like really skeptical. I talked like, so one guy who like, he turned all of his money into Bitcoin is the founder of the Swedish Pirate Party. What? Huh. Yeah. I'm blowing all your minds. <laughs> so this guy wears like an eye patch. He lives in Sweden. Does he need the eye patch? He totally does not need the <laughs> eye patch. Oh my God. And I was like, hey, because I'd seen a photo of him in the eye patch. Yeah. 
and I was doing like Does a Skype interview. Eyes? I was like, "Can you show me an eye patch?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know. I can't find one." He was like rummaging around his desk. He had like multiple eye patches. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, well, this guy's a nerd. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're writing a lot of nerd exposés. I'm yeah, into I became it. like the resident nerd of Bullet. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I like that you you don't love or identify with the nerds that you're studying, though. It's like you're, I am you're not, not a nerd. You are not <laughs> one of them. It took me so long to download a podcast the other day. <laughs> Was it our podcast? It was your podcast. <laughs> Yay! I was like, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. I don't know why I keep stopping in the middle of the download. Oh, I'm like man. an idiot. Well, we're you using the the podcast app that comes yeah. with your iPhone because yeah, that's why that we'll app tr- fucking we'll sucks. Troubleshoot it off the air. You yeah. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll show you how to use yeah. iTunes. Um, so I have a question. I just yeah. opened a Roth IRA account. I'm very proud of myself. Should oh, I wow. should I liquidate it and buy bitcoins <laughs> with that money? I thought you weren't allowed to like get rid of your IRA. Yeah, I think it just, you're like, stuck locks with your that. money up. Now nah, right? I can take the money out. You can, you can take yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. I would say short term, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! If you want to do it for like a month, I would totally do that. You could make a lot of money right now. Really? Yeah. Fuck, man, we're blowing the lid but off this thing. Do I have to buy a forty-five thousand dollars computer before I make? No, that just money? buy some bitcoins and then sell them in three weeks. Or Who do two I or sell them weeks. to on eBay? Other people. Here's the crazy part: is like it's digital. But a lot of the transactions, <laughs> some of the transactions, not a lot, but some of the transactions are actually conducted in person. What? So uh, some guy, I was like, when I was doing research, I contacted some guy like who lived in my neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, I want to buy some bitcoins. He's like, all right, let's meet up. And he was like way too eager to meet up with me. Like, he kept like texting me. Then he got my email somehow and he was like emailing me. And I was like, I, I didn't even give you my email. <laughs> what the fuck? And he wanted to meet up. And sell me some bitcoins. It's Does like, he just show up with a briefcase and in it is like a little USB <laughs> like thumb drive? Yeah, wait, like so how do you No, just to give him the money. I would meet you, up and give him the money. How do you transfer ownership of it? Is there well, like a site where you like say like I want to give my bitcoins? Yeah, it's like to an email so? kind of. Yeah. It's, like PayPal. I mean that's what that's what makes it kind of cool is that it doesn't go through a bank, it doesn't go through PayPal, it doesn't go through anything. It's you literally like I'm gonna send you ten dollars and you can send it around across the world and there's no laws or limits so it you could very like insecure like it could be hacked uh, easily or... it can't well yeah but it hasn't i yeah. mean it hasn't yeah. it's been it's so, crazy yeah, that that's hasn't. the thing is like what what is to stop people from just like hacking in and being like oh look at that i have a million bitcoins i mean yeah. nobody's been able to hack this thing i mean the, yeah. this this satoshi nakamoto guy is like mythical nobody knows who he is but he created the system that is pretty much Holy shit. Hasn't been able to be hacked yet. So have you um, bought any yet? Dude, I have not. You tried, wah, but then wah, the guy creeped wah. you out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Are you going to? You know, I think I, I don't know. I'm like really bad at investing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's hard. When I started, it was like $14. And the first guy I interviewed, he's like, this is an all-time high. It's, it's like crashing after this. And now it's 35 Whoa. And I'm like, wow, what a moron. But <laughs> I talked to a guy yesterday. He's like, it's going to 100 easy. But I'm like, I, can't, I don't know. That stuff Whoa. always skews me out so much, though. It's like yeah. you could strike gold with this stuff. but Sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Right? It sounds like Beanie Babies, honestly. Right, yeah. That's what it sounds like. This sounds like a Beanie Baby. A couple <laughs> people are going to get really rich <laughs> off Beanie Babies. But most people are just going to have a closet full of Beanie Babies in 10 yeah. years. I feel Better like way. I'm not explaining this well if you think this sounds like a Beanie <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not doing my job. Uh, no, you explained it perfectly. You explained it very well. That's Everything the alternate like, title to the article. Yeah, this it's is not a beanie, beanie baby. <laughs> this ain't your mom's beanie babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be hard to explain to our children beanie babies, like the concept of like yeah. stuffed animal it's like currency. You paid three thousand dollars for a tiny bear. <laughs> How much is it worth now? 
<laughs> a dollar? <laughs> are they still worth anything? No, it's really depressing to look it up on eBay, like how much BD Babies are going for. It's like $2 each or something. There might be like some limited edition. Yeah, there's like a silver octopus beanie baby that's worth $10,000. Uh, we should look into it. If anyone listening has it. Oh, wait, Marcus, are you going to look it up right now? Marcus is going to look it up for us right now. Yeah. They all had names too, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they all, all had names, names in like poems. Benjamin the Bear, rhyming poems, and like the Princess Diana Bear. What? You... <laughs> Princess Diana Bear first edition. Nineteen days left. Two million dollars. Oh my God! What? Any bidders? Wait, I had one of those. I'm gonna kill myself. No way. Are there any bidders, or is it just listed for that much? That's as important. It says or best offer. And nobody's bid on it, right? I'm gonna, I'm the best offer is like three bucks. I'm going to email them and be like, I will send you a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're all, there's a bunch of them listed for like 200000 150000 Damn the it, princess- Emily. I gave you that banana peel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Princess Diana Bear is the only one that's like gone for a lot of money, though, right? That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at all these, and there are no bids on any of them. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants yeah. that shit. Fuck you, idiots, man. Whoa, Who's listing whoa. theirs for... <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Whoa. This Whoa. microphone is is my power. A little <laughs> my phone freak. A little empathy, Sorry. Emily. Yeah. Empathy. I mean, I had Beanie Babies, so I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we're we should probably head to expert hour soon. Is there uh, <laughs> any parting words you want people to know about <laughs> bitcoins? <laughs> I'm oh, you're laughing it. now. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really. You won't scary. be laughing when you're poor and old. Yeah. Is the is the I I know I won't <laughs> I I know for sure I will not be that's laughing. That's the thesis of this podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Kind of All energy, to be poor and old. That's the that energy I bring to any situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deep deep regret. Man. Um, so is the is the idea maybe that like this is going to turn into our global currency? Do they want yeah. that to happen? Well, it's going to turn into like an alternate currency. Oh my god. Like Esperanto for money. <sighs> I'm not good at analysis. I don't think, I don't think you're getting it. I don't think you're getting it. You're still not getting it. <laughs> okay. Well, Michael, if people want to read more of your work, is yeah. are you working on anything else that you're excited well, about right now? Um, yeah. Just just Google me. <laughs> That's as far well, as my technology yeah, goes. All right. Google Google Michael Zelenko. <laughs> buy him some bitcoins. Yeah. Send them um, to me. Uh, friend him on Facebook. <laughs> I, yeah, I have that. Yeah. Cool, cool. You want, Follow you, me on Instagram. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Zelenkstagram. That's right. You're a good Instagrammer. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. for being on the. Can you stick around for Expert Hour? I'd love to. Okay, great. It's time for Expert Hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Lisa, do you want to introduce our guest? This our guest expert this week is Tim Trembles. He's a lifestyle engineer. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, perhaps you've heard of my best-selling book, The Seven Day Adonis: How You Can Spend One Week to Become Sexier, Healthier, Richer, and Better Than You've Ever Been. Yeah, I, I have seen that. I've been tempted by it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's definitely made me curious. Right? What? So the idea behind the book is that you only need a week. Well, uh, it's it's a. Pr- I mean, I, I assumed you had all seen the TED Talk, but I guess I have to go into it deeper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't it. really I watch TED Talks. Talks. I'm as, sorry. Uh, as I was uh, telling the boys back at Google HQ, I, uh, <laughs> I was a programmer in Silicon Valley, and I had everything—a Princeton education, a uh, beautiful home—but I was depressed. I weighed 500 pounds, and I was alone. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to get myself out of it. So I developed. 
the seven-day Adonis system that not only can get you to lose weight, but will actually make you better, long-lived, and actually make you earn up to double your current salary. And I've had this backed by nutritionists and sports scientists, and this is an established fact. Wow. It is it is a bulletproof system. It's been uh, all the rage. I've been selling books left and right. Uh, Lisa, could you move over for a second? I'm just I'm really pinched in here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, how how much weight have you lost? Uh, uh, yeah. Personally, I still have not lost any weight, but the system <laughs> is solid. Uh, may, I mean, I'm assuming you're part of the witch hunt that's been going after me, saying that the system is in fact too complicated. Well, I, actually, no. I'm like I'm pretty unaware of of the of your book and the controversy around it. So, is, are people saying that it doesn't work? Or no, the science is there. It definitely <laughs> works. So uh, what? So <laughs> if you can put it in you know simple terms, what is the the plan that you advocate people to, people you, to use? Because it sounds like you're promising really extreme results. Yeah. Well, uh, pillar number one is the Neolitho diet. Uh, perhaps oh. you guys are familiar with the paleo <laughs> I, diet. I, I yeah, paleo I've heard diet. of that, yeah. That's the diet where they said you have to eat what a, a caveman eats. Right. Yeah. But what do they let you eat? Chicken, pork, beef, domesticated modern animals. Right. Our true ancestors only ate mammoth and saber-toothed tiger and large fearsome predatory birds, which is why right. on my diet, and this is true, the uh, protein structure and the amino acids content, if you just eat African elephant... <laughs> and Jungle Cat, which you can find at any exotic meat seller in any major metropolitan oh, city. Is that even legal? Elephant. <laughs> it's only $300 a pound. Wow. <laughs> and people are saying that's too expensive, that a normal person can't afford to eat all that exotic meat. And uh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys wanted to lose weight in the most efficient <laughs> way possible. So, well, not every diet is for everyone. Right. So. But the science is there. If you follow the plan, it works. So... So you advocate that we should eat, so like wild jungle cats. Tiger, lion, uh, ocelots, uh, which is uh, even a puma, a humble North American puma, which you can find in any mountain range uh, west of the Mississippi. Are there, (laughs) you you said you're, are you based in Mountain View or where do you, where do you live? Uh, I currently live in an apartment in San Francisco. The book sales have been very kind to me. It's a very nice place. Okay. Okay. So they have an exotic meat. Seller mm-hmm. in San Francisco. I, yes, How I, much uh, I travel. Are you eating? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I eat upwards of nine pounds of elephant or cat meat a day. Oh uh, my god! What about house cats? Uh, nope, domesticated. Again, they're covered in just modern toxins. <laughs> They've been eating processed cat foods. Oh, that's a really and it's, good point. Uh, oh. it's, it just throws off the entire that makes system. Sense. I, what I about understand stray that stray house cats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Again, feral cats. Too many. They're eating re- human refuse. Oh, and, yeah. So, yeah. Right, right. And uh, then bad. rats enter their meal plan, and those rats have eaten processed food, and it just throws it up. In fact, I believe some of the, my lack of results has been attributed to the fact that my distributor is probably using non-exotic jungle cat meat. <laughs> you don't think it's yeah. because of the volume of meat that you're eating? No. The system works. I'm uh, At any moment, I'm in the middle of a ketogenic revolution at any moment. <laughs> My body is a power plant of pure <laughs> fat-burning potential. Okay, so that's the first pillar. What's the second pillar of your plan? Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, what if I told you all right now that you could lose hundreds of pounds, literally evaporate into nothingness <laughs> uh, without I would be stepping foot? for that role I auditioned for today. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. you lose weight, you get fitter, you get smarter. You get richer, Wait, you get more successful. How do you get how do you get smarter from this? Uh, 
we have to wait a few more pillars. Okay, okay. sorry. I'm jumping the <laughs> jumping gun here. <laughs> okay, so the second pillar is it's the I could, so this what is if an you exercise that? plan okay. that will revolutionize how everyone thinks. The science is there. I've talked to the head coach of the Chicago Bulls and oh. a doctor. Wow. It's called Z50P. <laughs> and it is a I call it muscle mutilation. Ooh. That sounds intense. That sounds painful. You don't have to go to a gym. All you oh. have to do is simply walk five paces, stop, do 10 push-ups, and then every five paces after that, stop and do 10 push-ups. So just for, wherever you're walking? Mm-hmm. For how long? For what period of time? The From the moment you get out of bed to the <laughs> moment... The, the caloric burn. I've done some back-of-the-envelope calculations. It's there, and you don't have to get to a gym. Uh, I unfortunately had to uh, forego the plan myself because I was unable to get out of bed, out of my room, or out of the shower. It's very tiring and takes a lot of time. <laughs> so th- right now this is in the theoretical stages. Here's my problem with this plan so I, I far. forgot to mention the, uh, there's a one weekly workout that you have to do. Uh, it's part of a CrossFit mixed martial arts addendum to the system. Oh. Uh, you have to, on Saturday afternoons at its busiest time, climb the Statue of Liberty <laughs> stairs, <laughs> then fight your way back down. <laughs> okay, so this is... I'm sorry. It's, it's, you, <laughs> you're, very specific. What's, what's you're overjoyed is, with how yeah. much weight you're going to be losing on this plan <laughs> and I all am. the muscle tone you'll be gaining. I am overjoyed. I mean, it sounds like only New Yorkers are eligible, is that right? Yeah, but at the same uh, yeah. time, New York is the worst city to stop and do 10 push-ups I mean, while you're walking. You're going to lose your job. I mean, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> See, all I hear are excuses and compromises that are ruining my perfect system. <laughs> and that's why we've had a lot of deaths, but not a lot of results. Uh, oh, have th- there have been deaths associated uh, with your program? Under 10. Under 10 <laughs> deaths. But oh, they were quite a lot. following it very rigorously, and they looked amazing. I've, they, looked, sh- they were promoted right before their heart exploded. <laughs> oh, heart explosion. Promoted That's, to what? <laughs> at their jobs, I guess? From oh, yes. One of the other pillars makes you smarter and more successful. Right, okay, right, so right. let's... What's pillar number three? (laughs) Uh, Dare I ask? Well, all right. You've stuck to the system. You're burning efficient, clean cat meat. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't live in New York, you've just gotten off the plane, stopping to take 10 push-ups from your trip to the Statue of Liberty that you take every week. Right. So it'll work for if you live in New York or New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you are in L.A., again, it has to be the Statue of Liberty at peak hours. Otherwise, there aren't enough people for you to fight on the way down. Um, <laughs> if you live in Vegas, are you allowed to uh, do the New York, New York Casino Good Statue of Liberty? Uh, See, mm. this is where... <laughs> I like that question. Thanks, Michael. Lifestyle experts. <laughs> always picking and picking, trying to find loopholes and cheats. That's not how this works. So, I mean, well, so it sounds like you're demanding a lot of willpower from the people who want to use the system. I'm d- in order to do this system, you need to be independently wealthy, have <laughs> a lot of free time, <laughs> have a very big medical support network behind you, <laughs> and uh, have very understanding friends and family members. Well, but it works. Well, it sounds like you have all that stuff, but you also haven't lost any weight. Uh, I unfortunately uh, have very weak bones <laughs> and was only able to fight halfway down the Statue of Liberty before I had to be carried out by medical professionals slash cops. <laughs> Were they 
they were, was that a combination of medical professionals and cops, or were there people who were doing double duty? I, I am assuming you maybe don't know. <laughs> when you enter a fugue state, that is, uh, as many professionals will tell you, that is when you're burning the most fat, is when your mind is blank and you've become some sort of cyclone of rage. Oh, yeah. So it's like when you when you go into like fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. Is that... Adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Elephant meat just flowing through your, ve- through your veins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just slowly plotting through your veins. Um, I'm, I'm impressed that you made it to the top of the Statue of Liberty stairs. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to keep commenting on your size, but it is. Uh, thankfully, the people behind me did, uh, were able to push <laughs> due, to my, due to the backlog of people trying to get up behind me. But so then that, you beat them all up on the way down. Yeah. Again, dedication to the self. Mm-hmm. Reaching that Zen peak that is human perfection on my plan, the seven day Adonis, takes dedication. And people nitpick and people always try and find a cheat. It's like Atkins, like, oh, can I eat can I eat chocolate that's sugar free? No. No, you can't. I'm sorry. I thought you guys were serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you have to eat exotic animal meat and are you allowed to have vegetables or just What kind of vegetables? I mean, like, I don't know. Like you tell car- me. A carrot? <laughs> <laughs> On Neolitho. Oh, you mean the modern orange carrot that's been selectively bred over entire generations to have nothing but gross sugars and nutritious vitamin A? <laughs> Here's yeah. a list of the acceptable foods under the Neolitho diet. Okay. okay. Elephant. Got it. Jungle cat. Got it. Acorn. Okay. Oh. Tree bark. <laughs> no, not hot on that. Uh, you, can use a, you can use acorn meal. Which okay. is ground up acorns that you can with form into a delicious mash. patty yeah. and served on bread made with acorn flour. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty so much like an it. Acorn burger. That's it. Okay. Yep. That's it. No green leafy vegetables of any kind. Uh, perhaps uh, natural grasses that you find in the uh, field, not on lawns. Uh, okay. Anything that's been untouched. Uh, pra- maple trees, maybe those were syrup maples, too homogenized. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, so we've covered that. We've covered the fi- the exercise element of it. Yeah, what what pillars are we missing here? So yeah, what's pillar number three? Now this is a question I get a lot. What's How do I three? use oh. my? <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm a best selling author. Everyone knows number three. <laughs> How do I use my newfound sexy body to maximize companionship in this modern world full of internet dating? And full of, uh, let's just say, people that don't understand your greatness. Right, right. That's why I formed the Omega Dating Plan. Mm. Oh. Beyond the pickup artist, beyond the alpha protocols, Omega Dating involves finding the highest peak in any social situation, whether that's uh, the ceiling or a chandelier of some kind or just a large <laughs> sconce. Oh, so literally, oh, literally, the, literally highest the highest point. Highest. Okay. okay. Maximize your field of vision. Okay. <laughs> and this is based on actual evolutionary psychology studies, uh, bonobos, uh, various marmots, uh, f- <laughs> lemurs, both ring-tailed and less magnificently tailed. <laughs> <laughs> and once you've reached that apex, you find someone. Let's just say someone that you recognize also has your diet plan in mind. Ideally, someone that understands your need to spend thousands of dollars per day on meat. So, yeah, maybe someone with a Ziploc baggie full of cougar meat that they're just sort of, like, nipping at at the party that you're at. Okay. And you'll be able to tell. Cougar jerky. (laughs) Yeah. You'll be able to tell it's them because of their healthy rage glow. (laughs) And you just shriek. 
a <coughs> loud, high-pitched, audible shriek. Just shriek at them. Okay. Because that's the number one move you're not supposed to do in the wild. Yeah. You're never supposed to find the highest peak and just call attention to yourself and shriek. So it's like showing you're a bad boy. It's kind of peacocking a little it is bit, the right? defi- It's the definition of peacocking. Are yeah. you allowed to eat peacock meat? On this question. <laughs> Great question. Uh, <laughs> perhaps some sort of exotic. Uh, oh, ostrich! You are allowed to eat ostrich oh, because that is the most primeval of the birds. Again, okay. science. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then. So that's attractive. So you're so, hanging from a chandelier, so, shrieking. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Working on maximizing your companionship. Have you done this? I do it several times whenever I'm at a a gathering of 10 or more people. Oh, that must be terrifying. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Has it. Your naivete is so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's worked for you in in finding. Again, not yet, but I feel it's because (laughs) I was unable to reach a high enough sconce or peak. Yeah, Mm. probably because of your inability to lose that weight that you were talking about. Um, (laughs) It's got to be hard to get up there. Hinder your. You know, how high you can get at a party. The sconce climbing. Yeah. You need a, Just because a I'm incapable <laughs> of doing my own system doesn't mean that the system isn't correct. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. so. It's I a think little convinced. It's more convincing when, when someone can prove their own theory, I guess. No, you know, the math by is example. there. The okay. math is there. Okay. There are <laughs> proofs. There, there are mathematical proofs. But right. it hasn't been tested by a person. I've done computer simulations. I've uh, funded several studies to see which pitch of shriek is the most appealing. Mm-hmm. What pitch is most appealing? 48 decibels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll take your word It's for kind it. of like uh, below a whistle, but above a howler monkey. All right. Okay. Okay. Whoa! Like, oh, man. Oof. I'm sorry. That was rude. I wasn't even at the proper elevation. You guys seem like you wanted an example. No, I'm really glad that you did. Now, I'm going to listen to that on repeat. Um, okay. So now that we've, um, you know, overhauled our diet, you know, got our workout plan, maximized our companionship, what's the next step? Finally, all of this, uh, you're basically immortal at this point. You and your immortal bride living forever in perfect health, uh, but now right. you need a good house. Right, I can't wait to find house. a bride. Man, okay, sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That was rude of me. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> companion. Okay. Okay. However, you will have evolved beyond human needs, so you could have a man-wife, a lady husband, <laughs> or perhaps a triplicate house. Oh. What? What's that? Uh, that's a new gender I just invented because I feel so great on this diet. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we've got all that figured out. So now we need a house. Now you need money. You need a home. You need material goods in order to achieve true happiness. Right. And that's when you write a book. Oh. About anything or about your new lifestyle? Uh, I wrote it about my new lifestyle, but mm-hmm. you can write it about how your new lifestyle Sent you on a series of daring adventures or... So kind of like an eat, pray, love, but uh, based on this new uh, way yeah. of living? Uh, you know what? I don't want to steal that idea from you, but how do you feel about <laughs> fight, shriek, chew? <laughs> I feel really good about it. <laughs> wow. You okay. can have that one. That so a on lot house. of this does hinge on writing a best-selling novel based on your life. Somehow. Oh, it all falls apart if you haven't written a best-selling novel. Oh, that's good <laughs> so to that's know. Gonna be, or that's going to be tough for people, I think. Or if you don't die halfway through the process of yeah. adapting to this new lifestyle. I mean, and it also sounds like you need to be independently wealthy to afford all that cougar meat before you, yeah. mm-hmm. before you, before you start doing it. So okay. Just consider it your happy tax. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Just a little happy tax you have to pay several times a day in order to achieve the perfect system. So at this point, how long has your book been out for? Uh, it's been a bestseller for about three weeks. It's, okay. uh, it's really, it's just blowing up. So how is that happening if you don't have any success stories? Because people know that it's right. They see my confidence. Just because the math is there? They understand that I have made footnotes to various studies. I've been (laughs) featured on boingboing.net and Reddit. I have my own subreddit. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, this is a little um, misleading, but the person on the cover is like this really attractive man. It's not you. Usually (laughs) on the cover of these books, it's the author. I I just feel like it's a little bit, you know, and there's no author photo in the back or anything. And I don't mean to point out, but, you know, it just seems a little bit misleading. Oh, no, that's just a simple concept. Uh, It's a kind of a photo collage of what I assume I'll look like. It's Uh, like a vision board. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like a like. So. Um, it's, you, that is Marky Mark. It's mostly Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. 1997 oh. era Marky Mark. I, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, so I didn't, re- I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. But that is totally Marky Mark. Of it. You can tell from how the uh, pants are worn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so have you, have you compared your system to other, like, you know, sort of uh, self-help books that offer similar results in a similar time frame? Like, I know, like, it sounds a little bit like the four-hour work week or like a... You know, yeah, that yeah. guy, that guy's written a bunch of books about uh, four hours is just a ridiculous number. You can't just turn everything around in four hours. That was my base point. I was yeah. at this low point and I figured, you know what? I'm going to do it more reasonable. Yeah. Seven days. That's a lot more time than four hours. Four, yeah, that makes sense. Just four hours. You're supposed to work. You're, in, you're supposed to earn money in four hours. <laughs> You're supposed to lose a bunch of weight just by eating lentils? That's nonsense. <laughs> Grow that, up. Is that what is that what the premise of the the four hour body or whatever is? I skimmed it, but I just <laughs> I really was I just took one look at this guy and I was like, you know what? There's something missing. I may be five hundred pounds and depressed and haven't left the house in a week, but <laughs> I bet I can do better than this guy. <laughs> and you did. Apparently. Yeah, it seems like you've been very yeah. successful. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. Uh, could think... someone please push this table away from me? My stomach is being very <laughs> constricted. <laughs> Maybe if you I'm... just put down the elephant jerky for one second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I personally feel like I don't think I would be able to 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 do the program. Is my yeah. is my problem with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little I'm... restrictive. It's a little effective, is what it is. Okay, okay. Um, well, we're we're running out of time. Does anyone have any like final questions for? Her, yeah, for Michael, Tim? do you have any questions for our expert? As a journalist, yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to do an expose on him? Well, no, I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty well rounded. I got everything. He's been pretty transparent about yeah. his. Uh, well, <laughs> so if people want to buy your book or find out more information about you, or where should they? Uh, you can talk to my agent. Uh, he has a Twitter at Best Jake Young. Okay. And there uh-huh. you will find all the information you need about uh, my book and my work and my speaking tour and uh, several drawings of anime characters, <laughs> depending on when my agent is bored at his day job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are you worried that your speaking tour is going to ruin people's image of, of you? Impossible. Every day I get richer. Every day I'm able to afford more and more delicious, delicious meats. <laughs> Soon I'll be able to climb that statue. I'll be able to shriek at my companion. Oh, and I then so. I will have achieved the seven-day Adonis. And then do you die after that? Or? No. 
He lives forever. You live forever? Yeah. I didn't want to share this. It's kind of a spoiler alert. Oh, oh spoil it. Uh, you actually become a creature of pure light. Oh, wow. Floating consciousness expanding across the universe at one with everything and yet nothing. It's pretty sweet. Wait, so is this Buddhism? I'll never tell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? I learned that I'm going to be very old and poor unless I liquidate all of my CDs and um, savings accounts and put it into bitcoins. That's pretty good. Yep. Tim, what did you learn today? Uh, I learned that I should start accepting bitcoins. (laughs) Yeah. For your books. Oh, for my books, uh, for for various services. Just really hoard those datums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michael, what did you learn today? I learned that Emily lost the fortune when she got rid of her Beanie Babies. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. You just stole my what did I learn. Damn I'm it. <laughs> I also stole your Beanie Babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was you. <laughs> um, I learned a lot today. I learned about um, all of the exotic meats I should be eating. Mm, um, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Jungle cat. Is there a good place in Long Island City? to just get some nice ocelot meat. <laughs> um, I, I learned I learned what a Bitcoin is. I didn't even know about that. I and no I learned idea. that it's basically equivalent to a Beanie Baby. <laughs> um, um, you still don't get it. <laughs> In theory, everything is the everything that isn't wheat or steel is pretty much the equivalent of a Beanie Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. I won't delve deeper. Uh, nope. Thank you guys for listening. Please write to us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Um, suggest names for that segment that we don't know what to name. Ask Me, Ask You sounds like something that exists already, right? I don't know. I'll Google it. Yeah. Uh, send us wiki links. We always need more of those. Yeah. And, you know, just Google anything that we said and just correct us mercilessly. That would be cool. Oh, um, yeah. That's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. Um, uh, thanks to Marcus at Cave Comedy Radio. Please check out all their other awesome podcasts. Yeah. Uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. I like Nerd of Mouth. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> wow. Oh, right. yeah. You've been listening to, to some of the podcasts on Cape Cod Oh, Radio? since way back, way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the peak of my depression. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the key demographic of the people that listen to the podcasts on this. <laughs> Quite an endorsement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you know Molly Shannon, oh, yeah. Put tell her, in her touch. that she has ASMR. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys very much. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything.